0: Hey there, everybody. Before we get started today, I want to remind everyone to use our Blick affiliate link when you order your art supplies from Blick.com. Longtime listeners know that this is my favorite way for you to support the show because it is effortless and costs you nothing. Just navigate to Blick using MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick. This will redirect you to the regular Blick website, but when you use our affiliate link, Blick will donate 10% of your purchase to the Messy Studio Podcast. I always recommend you just bookmark that link, then you don't have to think about it again. Just use the bookmark and you are supporting the show. Right now, Blick has Gamblin oil paints and sets up to 40% off, Rembrandt oils are 25 to 40% off, and you get a free 40 mil tube of burnt umber when you buy $30 worth of Rembrandt oils. The 60 piece set of Rembrandt soft pastels that I mentioned last time are also still 40% off, which is a savings of $54. It's also a great time to buy plein air supplies as the weather warms up. So once again, that affiliate link is MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick. You can also get there using the link in the description of this episode or by clicking the Blick button in the upper left corner of the Messy Studio Podcast homepage. That's all for now. On with the show. Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about record keeping hell. There probably are a lot of artists who are able to keep accurate, up-to-date records of their inventory, sales, expenses, materials, and contacts. They have systems that are efficient and neat, and any information they need about their art careers can be easily retrieved from a file. Then, there are those who fail miserably at organization, and whose records, if they exist, are in total confusion. A question about the location of a certain painting, or the need to put together images of work for a presentation is cause for panic. Are you somewhere in between these extremes, or do you identify with one or the other? Today we take an honest look at the challenges of record keeping for artists. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll.
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, this is this is an honest episode about my my own issues with this. Uh, was prompted. Yeah, I think
0: we both struggle with this.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it was prompted by you know, uh, guess what? A, a big mess on my end. Um. You know, and I'm not quite as bad as the example that you <laughs> mentioned in the intro, uh, but I definitely identify with that end of the spectrum. They the disorganized and uh, and and what happened to me was that oddly, in the past week or so, there were two times when somebody contacted me about a painting. You know, like interested in buying a painting, uh, and they asked me if it was available. Now that should be a pretty simple question, um, but uh, in order to answer the questions that came to me, I had to do this deep dive into <laughs> all kinds of things like old emails, uh, photos, invoices. You know, <laughs> I did not have that info um, readily available, and and a couple days ago, um, uh, I. Actually I sprained my ankle and so I was on the couch. <laughs> and oh, I Oh, decide... geez, did
0: you sprain it bad?
1: Uh no, I, I think I'll get over it.
0: Okay, that's good. You know, I sprained my ankle probably a couple months ago and it still hurts, but it was a really bad sprain.
1: They can last a while. So yesterday at least I was just totally on the couch and I thought, okay, what this is the perfect time to make a stab at organizing these records. So I spent a couple of hours at this uh, just making a little bit of headway and that's why I was thinking about doing this uh podcast because it brought up a lot of things I'd been doing wrong uh some things I was doing right and I thought you know it'd be a a good topic and and my my downfall is I use artwork archive um as a basically a really um detailed database about my work but in order to use artwork archive you do have to enter data and this is right. my downfall like if only it would like automatically spy on me all the time and you know say oh you finished painting well we're going to put that right in
0: oh gosh don't wish that too hard <laughs>
1: right 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 <laughs> no Uh so yeah, it's not uh, it's not all seeing, all knowing, and that's probably not what we want. But uh, but you know, really, I'm like a couple years behind in entering anything at all. Um, other than, I, it does have a function called the public page, and uh, I have used that because when I have a studio sale, I put work on there, and and then that. You can specify that this is going on the public page, and that is a really good um, sales tool. But I mean, really, it's like three years, including three pretty big exhibits that I had, either solo or two person, uh, have gone, these things have gone undocumented. Uh, other than, of course, I have photos of the work and I do have things like price lists that I exchange with the galleries for these exhibitions, sales records. I keep those. Um, you know, that the financial things, yes, I do have records of those because they're important for taxes. And I'm, I'm really good about that and as meticulous as I can be. Um, but. I don't always even say what I sold. I'll just say, you know, the name of the gallery and I'll enter a figure.
0: <laughs> right, right. Well, and we are in tax season right now. And, and every year when I go through this tax season uh, process, um, I, always, I always say, okay, I'm going to do things different next year. And I always come up with things, ways to try to like streamline my process to make sure that I'll actually do them. And I mm-hmm. do have a couple of little tricks that I use. That maybe you can benefit from, maybe our listeners can benefit from, um, and the biggest thing is that I use separate bank accounts for my business transactions from mm-hmm. my my personal. Um, yeah. You know, if I just buy something on on Amazon or whatever for my personal use, that's a and, good thing. Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing that I do is every time that money gets deposited into that account, I take a photo. Uh, Mm. With my phone and I email it to myself and I use some keywords so that when there's money coming in and out of that account, uh, hopefully it's pretty easy. Like when money comes out, it's usually, you know, it'll say like it's an eBay transaction or it's an Amazon transaction or something like that. Or it's the location. If I I spend money at a physical location, I take a photo of the receipt so that I know what it is. But anytime that there's money going in and out of that account, I try to either – I uh, have a record of it in, you know, Amazon or eBay or whatever. Or I take a photo and I send it to my to my email mm. that I use for that business. And I use some keywords so that I can search for it later. Um, wow. In particular, the date when that goes in, um, you know, I'll search for that and I'll have, you know, the location where I spent money, or uh, the the business that's depositing money, or the amount, or something like that in the subject line, something I can search for. Um, and then I, when I'm trying to go back through, because inevitably, no matter how good I think I was about doing my record keeping, um, you know, in a spreadsheet or whatever on Google Sheets, I there will be things that I miss that I didn't put into that sheet. And when I'm going back through my my bank account records, my my bank statements and trying to figure, OK, where was money going to and coming from here? I, I, I usually by the end of the year, there's only a couple that I can't track down. The mysteries. Yeah, there's a couple of question marks. But, yeah. um, you know, by is that that just that photographing things and emailing it to myself. Uh, in terms of receipts and checks, has really made it so that there's a f- a lot fewer of those question marks at the end of the year.
1: Yeah, that's really great. And using your phone that way is uh, something a lot of people, um, perhaps of my generation, I don't know, <laughs> wouldn't think of. Um, you know, I've I've gradually started to use my phone to document things, but I myself use a use a spreadsheet, which I'll go into in a little bit but
0: there are also some apps that do that specifically where you can you can track your business expenses um oh gosh i have one here let me look it up i don't i don't actually use it very much but right uh, right that's the it, key <laughs> but it is it is built to do this you know and it and yeah. it works pretty good um
1: think yeah and i have stride. a i have a mileage i have a thing called mileage mile iq that like i yeah. can enter if i have a a business trip or something. Yeah, like Yeah. The that. app
0: that I've used is stride and, and it can track your, your mileage in your vehicle. And it can also, you can photograph receipts and stuff oh. like that, and it'll track everything for your taxes.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well that, you know, I think the, the, the point for any of us is to figure out what works. We, we this is a pretty, uh, you know, we all have these little quirks about why we resist this stuff or avoid it or we're not good at it. I, I don't even really know why I have so much trouble with this, except that there's some kind of sense that, okay, the painting's done um, and I'm sort of done with it. You know, like I'm done with it. I'm <laughs> sending it somewhere. And it's not that I don't recognize the importance of all this documentation, I do, but there's something getting in the way there and um, I, I just and then once once you stop keeping good records, then you have another uh, roadblock which is how do I get back into keeping the records when they've gone so badly for the last couple of years that you know and what I what I did start doing was... I didn't I don't really have a plan right now I'm just sort of following different threads and seeing where they lead and cross-checking all kinds of things uh, to try to get everything into artwork archive but I can't even figure out an organized way to do this honestly and I I uh, I made a list of some of the uh, issues that I've encountered and I, I this is just like um, I, I don't know I just want to make this is just like my honesty here. This is everything I've screwed up on, okay? Uh, so I take photos of my work. I do, I'm really good at that. I always document with a photo when it's done. Um, and that will either be mostly in my phone these days, honestly. The phone takes really good pictures, or they might be on an SD card uh, in the other camera. But, okay, the photo is there, but there's no. There's nothing identifying it, there's no title, there's no size, nothing else. Um, and in the past I would put all the photos from a particular year into a particular file um, in, my, you know, in my pictures or whatever on my computer. And um, I used to be pretty good at that. Uh, <laughs> but the, the most recent ones are early 2019. Okay, so that's two years ago, where I was, they were actually ending up in this folder, and it's not a complete folder. Um, so I haven't been moving photos from wherever they originate into this file for a couple of years. And, and here's where you're going to laugh, because um, you'll recognize this. Uh, so I also have this habit of painting over my work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, like, I think maybe it's finished. Okay, so I take a photo of it um and then later i do something more to it so in in the phone or wherever the photos are there's more than one version of a painting right and sometimes it's completely unrecognizable because the way i paint is usually to you know, change things pretty drastically. So I'm looking through my photos and I'm finding these pictures of paintings. And I think part of me thinks, well, that's not a very good painting. And then I think, oh, that's because I thought it was done, but it wasn't. And then I painted over it. (laughs) But maybe some of them uh, are finished and I don't know where they are. (laughs) So there's this great confusion with the imagery, the images themselves. What are they? Um, usually, I can figure that out, but it's it's frustrating. And then sometimes I've even put the unfinished ones into my, you know, official file of finished photos. So I go in there and I think, well, I don't remember that painting. <laughs> it just and then and then there's titles. Um, you reuse titles too. <laughs> I reuse titles. Yes. Ross's current wife, formerly- Yeah, my
0: poor <laughs> wife tried to help you with this at one point, point. she gave up on you.
1: Several years ago, she was my very wonderful uh, assistant in the, in the studio, and, and it was uh, very frustrating. And then somebody, another friend of mine helped me, um, I don't know, a couple of years ago. She just volunteered to help put stuff into artwork archive. And
0: I'm sure she, she had no idea what she was getting into. <laughs> well, I, I
1: did try to warn her and she, she, she did really well, but she left me with this big list of like, I don't know what to do with these particular ones. I don't know what they are. So, um, okay. So then back to titles, uh, yes, yeah, so I, I not only, Reuse them, and I do try to avoid that, but then I'll realize later oh you know i'll I'll try to search for something oh here's a painting from two thousand and five with the same title as what I used yesterday or something um, but uh I also um I sometimes I don't record the titles, so this happens to me when say it's kind of a a last minute thing I've got the painting pretty much ready to send out to a gallery and I don't have a title for it yet, and um, years ago, um, this gallery person told me, I I had brought in some work that was untitled, and I've never forgotten her saying to me rather sternly, if you don't title these right now, I will, (laughs) because she did not like having untitled work in her inventory, because it was really confusing for her, so, okay, so time to title a work, I write it. I think of something. I write it on the back. I put it in the box. I send it off, and I have no record of this. And it, this this has come up several times when I was tr- I'm trying to identify paintings because I might have an inventory list from a gallery, and I'll think, yeah, but what is that painting? I don't remember that painting. I'm not identifying the title. Um, Real quick, I got
0: to let our listeners know about what's new at Cold Wax Academy. Rebecca and Jerry are busy preparing new presentations for their spring quarter weekly live interactive sessions. The topics for spring are shape, scale, and proportion, and self-coaching to improve your work habits and productivity. As always, there will be plenty of opportunities to interact with Rebecca, Jerry, and other members, along with critique sessions, feedback about your paintings, and, of course, a deep dive into the three selected topics of the quarter – Cold Wax Academy has been receiving lots of rave reviews from members. They know it is the best online learning for cold wax painting available and the only membership program dedicated to this medium. Find out more at coldwaxacademy.com. That's coldwaxacademy.com. All right, let's get back into it.
1: Okay. Yes, going through my list of failures, I'm almost done, actually. Um, Another thing I realized I've I've kind of habitually done is part of my brain thinks, oh, you know, everything's on the website, you know, I don't have to worry about this too much, because if I need to know something, I re- can refer to my own website. Well, the problem with that is, of course, the up- website gets updated, and then all that info goes away, um, and let's see, what well, i got a few more things, um, oh, I already mentioned that when I keep the financial uh, records, which... You know, I do a pretty good job with that because of taxes. Sometimes I don't write which pieces. So especially if a gallery sells, say they sell three small pieces, and I'll just write the name of the gallery, three small paintings, and the income. <laughs> what were those three small paintings? That's a mystery. Um And the last thing I realized that I'm pretty bad at doing, Artwork Archive offers you um, the chance to put in where a painting is located, which is really useful and important. Where is the painting? And I look at these older records and realize um, the painting is no longer at the gallery because, you know, I rotated it somehow or they send it back or whatever and it went somewhere else. And there was a whole group of paintings that I have record of being at one gallery that I know are not there anymore. Um, so all that. Uh, and so when I'm asked about this painting that I don't know about where it is, you know, what's involved with trying to figure that out or any of this. And I have to search my phone where I said nothing is sorted into albums. It's just, you know, just a stream of photos. Um, I have to identify which ones are uh, complete. I have to look for those sales in my spreadsheet and, you uh, if all that fails, uh, or I can't think of where that work is located, I end up looking for information from the galleries. So they usually have some kind of inventory sheet, or they've sold something; they send me the uh, information about that. And so I've, over time, I printed out a lot of these things, and I just stuffed them in this envelope. And the label on the envelope says "Enter into Artwork Archive." <laughs> well, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, but that envelope has been being stuffed for several years now. Um, anyway, I am working on this. So There's a lot of cross-referencing to verify things. Um, and I'm just trying to get it all into this one place, this one platform that really is has all these functions. I don't even know them all. Um, what Artwork Archive can do, and a lot of artists have, like this site and use it, so I do uh, recommend it. But anyway, obviously, um, I have nothing to recommend my own approach. <laughs> yeah, this is, is a hot tool. mess. <laughs> it is so bad. Um, but you know, I I think part of the reason for doing this podcast is I'm telling the world I am going to fix this. <laughs> you can it's all a hold warning.
0: Me, you It's can a all, dire warning.
1: <laughs> you can all hold me accountable and ask me and two months did I get this done, um, it just, I've just like, I've had it. And, and, you know, it's like any mess where once it gets to the point that you can't find things and it's frustrating, that's when you decide, okay, time to clean it up, whatever it takes. Um, so, that's that's what I'm faced with. And I did want to say, I did want to say, um, say a few things that do work for me in my defense (laughs) things i have done um so the the financial stuff i have this excel spreadsheet actually i think it's in numbers now but on my um mac but it's set up with categories that were suggested by my tax person um so that she can you know deal with this easily and i actually do keep it up pretty well over the year um I'll go for maybe two or three months and then I'll just go in and, and I use, you know, I collect the paper receipts and I, I search uh, anywhere I would have bought um, stuff, art supply stores, um, you know, online Blick or whatever. Um, I search things like Amazon or other places, anywhere I would have spent something and then credit card stuff. And I just make sure it's all in there and, and it, you know, works okay. And it, it, there's a category for travel days, mileage, um, and then one of the cells in the spreadsheet has uh, is for notes. So if I do need to remember any details, I can put them there. Um, so that works pretty well for me. Uh, I've making a habit of it. And I, I think I'm getting better over time and especially it's always, I always keep it up really well right after I do my taxes. So right now it's really accurate. And then sometime over the summer, it'll probably fall away a little bit, but, um, anyway, it works. I'm happy with it. I got, you know, uh, I, I look at my older records and they're, they aren't as clear. So this is good. Um,
0: yeah, and for spreadsheets, um, you know, I I think you said you're using Excel, and Excel works great. Um, what I recommend is Google Sheets, um, mm. because if you have a Google account, then Google Sheets is free, and you can access then your your spreadsheet from anywhere as long as you can log into your Google account.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I know there's other platforms that people use, and as long as they have the ability to set up the categories that you want. And also, that you can do functions of, say, what, how much should I spend on art supplies this year? And it'll add up a whole column. Um, and I guess all spreadsheets do that. So I, you know, it's kind of like I don't know much about it, but I figured out how to make this one work. So <laughs> that's what I use. Um, and and uh, Macs do come with uh, the um, application called Numbers. And that, you know, that just comes with your computer. Um, so, Things at work. I did mention um, Artwork Archive, and um, I'm just sorry to have neglected this wonderful um, uh, website. It is. It does cost something, and I am not sure what that is now. I think they just kind of changed their prices and things, but it's really worth it. I think everybody that's used it, it really appreciates. That everything can be in one place, including you can put like your best photo of a painting in there. You can print things out. You can keep records. You can, um, as I mentioned, the public page, you can, um, you know, you can put your work out there for sale or selected pieces, which can work really well. If you don't have prices on your website, but you want a sales page, you can use that. Um, and as I said, I do. I do make sure I take a picture of every painting, I edit it, I try to get the best image I can. Um, and for me, the iPhone camera is mostly what I use. Um, I know people will argue that it's not the best and some people hire professional photographers or they just know what they're doing um, with a you know, another type of camera. I guess I've just made my peace with iPhone photos. They seem to work well. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's another whole category. But, you know. It's right. And like, they're getting
0: better all the time. You know, every yeah. every year a new set of smartphones comes out and the camera always gets better. And at at this point, I think it's probably at about like. When the iPhone six came out, uh, to me that was kind of the tipping point where it was, you know, unless you really know what you're doing with a DSLR, you're not going to beat the photo quality of your iPhone.
1: Yeah, Um, and I've got a I've got a seven, and and I'm going to upgrade pretty soon too. And it, but what's interesting to me is when I do look at some of my older photos that I took um, without, you know, on the on the regular camera. They are not as good as the iPhone ones I take now they look they look murky somehow a lot of them and I did the best I could at the time. I didn't have an iPhone back in the day and i or or a smartphone at all so you know I was working with lighting and all these things and yet they don't they don't have the clarity the color et cetera that I get from the phone so anyway um
0: yeah the samsung phones are very good as well if you have mm-hmm. one of those oh yeah right right. I, i'm sure that we got android user listeners who oh are yeah full in on those and they take excellent photos as well
1: i i have a friend who whose photos are amazing and um using a an android phone so anyway this is um it's it is really important to take that photo what what I really need to do, of course, is delete the ones previous that were not finished and to put those photos immediately into another file. So that's my my uh, my resolution going forward. And the last thing I want to mention that's a system that I use that works really well. Um, and there are different ones uh, that collect, your um, mailing list names from your website from wherever you post a link I used the one called Robley before that I used constant contact and I don't even know what's out there there are some that are free and but the main thing is that people can you you have all your mailing lists in one place it's it's automatic I mean somebody um, pu- you know pushes the button they get on your list and then when you go to send something out it's all there and um you know my downfall there is i don't send that much stuff out i mean i don't i have some kind of basic resistance to writing newsletters and things and um i know i could be better at that but i try to get a couple of those out a year and um and that having having all that uh contact info in one place is good now i will say It is usually just an email address. I don't really collect other data about people at all. Um, Sometimes I don't even have their name. I just have an email address. So um, there's different ways to do that, and this has worked okay for me, mainly because I don't have to do anything (laughs) except put the buttons on places. Um, So anyway, I hope that everybody has some systems at least that are working for them and they're not as mired in disorganization as as the worst-case scenario. But I think a lot of people just cringe when they think about this. And as you said in the intro, there are people that are really on top of all this stuff. And I think it's just, I don't know what, it's just some way that they're organized that escapes the rest of us. Um, and it's, I, I wish I were like that because you know, it's a feeling of, okay, I've, I've got it all at my fingertips kind of thing. Um, And I guess, you know, what, what I just kind of went through in my own case is a good way to, well, I think it's a pretty good way so far to deal with it. Like, what are the problems specifically? Where are you, where is this breaking down? You know, what, at what point are you doing something that's going to cause future problems, like my failure to Deal with photos, for example. That's where it starts, really. Um, If I can kind of get better at that, I think the whole thing will fall into place um, better. And the financial stuff, of course, is really important. And I think just because of the need to do taxes, probably most of us are pretty good at that. Uh, But yeah, I mean, if you could just ask yourself if somebody came at you and said, hey, I saw this, you know little painting that you did four years ago on, uh, Pinterest or something. Do you have that available? Does that send you into a panic? It would me, um, you know, that's kind of a mental test of uh, where are you at with this stuff?
0: (laughs) Well, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode?
1: Yes. I decided to share my own story here, even though it's not pretty. (laughs) Um, But also to say, yeah, you can certainly have um, a satisfying, productive art career, um, even though it has a few holes in it, uh, like this does for me. But I guess if you can avoid this stress and this buildup of mess, (laughs) it's a good idea. Um, So as I said, I'm resolving to get my own stuff in order and hoping that if if you're kind of in the same place as as i am it may inspire you to join me in this uh, and and i also think those of you who are very good at this and you're on top of all of this if you can feel pretty good about this you know you're not dealing with this stuff and you have dealt with it all along and congratulations i envy you
0: all right well that just about wraps up this episode of the messy studio For more from The Messy Studio, please check out www.messystudiopodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. For more from Rebecca Kroll, please check out www.rebeccakroll.com and Cold Wax Academy at www.coldwaxacademy.com and sign up for the email lists to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. The Messy Studio Podcast is a core publication management production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime,
1: embrace your creative space,
0: messy or otherwise.
1: Thanks, everybody.